Hello, welcome to Spark to Flame, a brand new podcast for better marriages. Our goal is to bring you ideas, insights, and inspiration to help you and your spouse be the best you can possibly be. We're really excited about the things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, But first, because we're getting ready to travel for Thanksgiving, I just want to share one story about a Thanksgiving we had. I think it was about seven years ago, Rob, when you were held at gunpoint at a gas station. We were driving from my parents' house, going to my grandparents' house in Alabama, and we needed to get gas. So everything was normal. And you pulled off the highway, Rob, and you pulled into the gas station and started pumping gas. Um, My brother and his wife were in the car with us. Their son was behind me. He was less than a year old. Uh, Now, when we did pull in, I did notice a police officer parked in like an adjoining parking lot with a rifle. But honestly, being a New Yorker and in Alabama, I kind of thought that was a normal Southern thing. Yes. And I I remember noticing that, too, because it was a big gun. Yeah, that, that guy had. <laughs> that's a big gun. <laughs> I was like, whatever, Alabama, but, he's hunting. All right, so I'm pumping gas. I'm pumping the gas, and then all of a sudden, like, that was it. I mean, I'm pumping gas, and all of a sudden, I've got three police officers <sighs> charging at me. Like behind and from in front. Yeah, two guys in front, one guy behind. They're everywhere. The one guy with a really big gun, and <laughs> they're all coming at me, just start yelling for me to get down. Yes, and my brother's saying, like, just put your hands up. So we're all in the car with our hands up. And the next thing I know, Rab is on the front hood of the car. Yes, and the officer's telling him to get down. I think you even told me you were questioning how to get down and all of that. Anyway, it was Yeah, I mean, scary. I didn't know where – I didn't have anywhere to go because there's gas on the ground. <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't know, I'm not going to lay in this grass – or gas, you know. And I thought my husband is going to be shot in front of me on Thanksgiving. It was and horrific. what made me even more nervous is, like, the one guy from behind was coming right at me. The other guy was not. He was pointing his gun at a different vehicle. The third guy was not really in my view. The guy that was not coming at me, I think, got confused by the guy that was coming at me, that maybe he was aiming his gun at the wrong person. So then he started going from the other car and then back at me, or like to the other man and then back at me. It was insane. And so then I'm like, this is terrible. Like all, it's amazing how fast your brain works. (laughs) And you're like, this is not good. This officer does not know who he's supposed to be aiming his gun at. Like, I'm definitely going to get shot. (laughs) Uh, But in the end. But I didn't. Yes. He did not. I did not pee my pants even, although I was very terrified. But uh, in the end, it ended up being we just happened to come at the wrong time and park next to a car that looked similar to ours. And the car next to us had been stolen. And, and that officer was confused because our car was the same. So And I'm still alive. Be, you are. Uh, uh, and no gunshots. So our hope for you, yes, this holiday season from the story is that you can create amazing memories and have wonderful stories to share in years to come. Maybe just not ones that are that terrifying. Yeah, hopefully your holiday memories don't involve guns. Yes, please. Okay. Point so, at you. Okay, so moving on. Rob's going to kick things off with our holiday project. So this is a gift you can give your marriage this year. So after that, we'll have some tips for dealing with family and the holidays and another marriage hack. So Rab, what do you got for us? Well, this is something that we've been discussing a lot and we keep getting excited about it and we add things and it's, we've been having a really hard time figuring out how do we narrow this down to just like a five or six minute segment (laughs) for the podcast. And so what we decided to do is to actually not worry about that and spread it out because it is Mm -hmm. so important. So what we're going to do is we're going to get started today 
And we'll use the That's next right. three or four episodes to really flesh it out and give you the big That's picture. Right. So we got so much good stuff. So it's going to be our first project. Yes. With All you. right. And this thing started with an email, right, that you sent not even too long ago to the small group leaders at our church. And then you just started thinking about how really that same thing you sent to them and that concept could apply to our marriages. Yeah. Yeah. So I was putting together an email for the small group leaders and I was drawing some wisdom from a book by John Maxwell called Leadership. And so in that, he shares just a number of things that through his life he's learned, shifts, adjustments that he's had to make to from being like just an all right leader to being a really good leader. And one thing that he shared uh, that I kind of extracted from that and shared in the email that got me thinking about the marriage stuff was this idea of going from maintaining to creating, all right? So, so when you think about it, for the small group leaders, I'm like, is your group, are you just maintaining? Are you just existing? Are you just surviving? Or are you doing something? Are you making something happen? It's such good stuff. So, I mean, it translates perfectly for marriages. It's not exactly what you're going to brag about, right? Like, how's your marriage? Oh, yeah, it's great. We've got this maintenance mode thing down pat. Maintenance mode isn't always bad. Like, it's not perceived as a red flag usually because life can get hectic. Mm-hmm. A marriage that is surviving can feel like a success when you're living together like this um, and, and everything around you is crazy and you're not falling apart, <laughs> then you can feel maintenance mode can feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also puts you in a vulnerable situation to say that whatever happens that day or whatever mood you're in, whatever attitude you have, that can change your perspective and how you judge your relationship. Oh, okay, Reb. So let's unpack that. So what do you mean by that? Can you give us an example? Okay, so what's the difference between a groove and a rut? If things are routine, things are working, and the marriage is being maintained, where are you in the groove or the rut? That's all going to be based off of somebody's perspective, mm-hmm. right? So you could be in this situation um, where one person in the marriage is, like the, you're experiencing the same things, but one person views it and says they're not content. And so they're feeling like we're in a rut, but the other person is content. And so they're saying, Hey, this is good. We're in a good groove. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is a good point. They're all in the same situation, but obviously one's judging it as a groove. One's feeling they're in a rut. So what's the solution there? Like if someone's listening today and they're in that, all right, how can they climb out of whatever they're in? We're going to recommend taking several small steps that can be put together. And that's why we were thinking about this as a, a project. Mm-hmm. But the bigger thing is to make this shift from maintaining to creating, kind of going back to the John Maxwell leadership from maintaining to creating. What we're hoping right. is that you can give your marriage meaning. The difference being if you're thinking you're in a rut or in a groove, either of those determinations are based on like the here and now. So having meaning or purpose in your marriage is looking forward, right? And outward to something bigger than just the two of you. Exactly. Bigger than one bad day or even a rough season. You can be in a good groove, Mm -hmm. but without deeper meaning or higher purpose in your relationship, you're still at the whim of the next bad thing. Right. One fight, one misunderstanding to take your groove and (laughs) and eat it for lunch. (laughs) But when you have a true sense of meaning in your marriage... That helps you work through the deepest of ruts because you have direction. Mm-hmm. It, like it's goal. another way you position yourselves as a partnership. So you're on a team, you're working together towards something bigger. So problems don't make you fight like against one another. There's something that you fight with each other. 
So, so I'm feeling inspired. You said this would be a multi-step process. So how do we get started? What first step do you want to encourage people to take here? Um, so here's what we're thinking. Make a list. We're, we're actually going to end up making three different lists or maybe even more than that and seeing how they work together. But start with this. Separately, make lists of your strengths, the ways that God has gifted you, however it is that you want to look at it, your talents. And so I guess I'm saying make two lists, one for you mm. and one for what you see in your spouse. Then in the next episode, we're going to take those things and we'll show you how to process them in order to move toward meaning, and we'll give you the next step in that. Right. Just to be clear, so each of you is going to make two lists, all right? So the husband's going to write a list of his strengths and abilities and one that details his wife's gifts and abilities from his perspective. And then likewise, the wife will write one list that she about the things she knows about herself, her strengths and weaknesses, and one for her husband. Not or we- just her strengths. Not weaknesses, Sorry. yeah. <laughs> I missed yeah, that's it. There. So, so just your strengths. So... Feel free to do it together. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be a conversation that you have in the car. Uh, I mean, it's it's important to actually write them down, but uh, you can take yes. that conversation further if you want. But in the next episode, we'll talk about the purpose of those lists yeah. and add to the next piece of the puzzle. That's the project we're going to work on with you is the gift that you're going to give is giving meaning to your marriage. Okay, coming up, I'll share some tips for dealing with family during the holidays, if that's something that is a stressful thing for you. But first... Cassie's got a marriage hack to share. Hi, this is Rob. And Cassie. And our brand new show, Sparked a Flame, a podcast dedicated to making your marriage better. We're going to do this show regardless because we love it and feel called to it. But your support would mean so much to us. So what we're asking is consider supporting this show. You can check the show notes and follow the link that says support or go to www.sparktoflame.com slash support. We've got some great ideas and some other projects in the works. So the more you give, the more you'll be rewarded. Thanks Thanks for for listening. All right. So marriage hacks are simple things you can do together or that either one of you can do that will help make an immediate positive impact on your marriage. Last week, for example, the marriage hack was to touch each other. We shared some research and articles bolstering the point, but the truth is that warm and positive touches between people automatically improves your attitude about life and marriage. Right. What do you have for us this week, Cassie? Marriage hack guru. Yes, I like that title. All right, marriage hack number two is to give in. Yep, give in. So you know that thing or those many things that your partner nags you about giving up? Do it. Just pick one and give it up. All right, Rob actually did this for me recently, and it was pretty awesome and sweet. Uh, Yeah, and it was kind of a strange occurrence because I decided to, I I had been drinking energy drinks and had kind of moved away from them and went to diet soda and was drinking a lot of (laughs) diet soda and seltzers and all that, which is not great for my body and not great for our wallets. And Mm -hmm. it was something that I knew... Cassie didn't like or love and sometimes maybe nagged me about a little bit. Or a lot. <laughs> but but I had shifted my thinking. I was thinking, well, these things what how much did these things really hurt me? I can do this. It's permissible. Mm-hmm. To away from that to thinking, how much are they really doing good for me? Mm-hmm. Right? It's permissible, but is it beneficial? That's biblical. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. And so many of our habits, like 
the game on your phone or my nagging, right? Or maybe you're a shopaholic or an avid football watcher and you can't miss a game the whole weekend, right? Whatever it is, pick a thing you know your partner cannot stand or just doesn't love and give it up. So I said give in instead of give up. Uh, or give it up, whatever, because it may actually be the opposite of giving something up. So it may be giving in and starting something new, like something your partner would like you to join them in. So it could be that they've been asking you to join them in a sport or just to go grocery shopping every week with them or go to church with them, um, some other hobby. So find a hobby or love of theirs and give in and do it with them or for them. Yeah. And this is like kind of the crazy thing for me was I had done all of this kind of independently and on my own, but there's a group of guys that I had uh, agreed to meet with on a regular basis. And uh, so the guy that was leading that group sent out an email and said, kind of, here's the agenda. Here's the things that we're going to work on this month. And it's a part of a program, a part of a program called radical mentoring. And every month with that, it's a men's program. There's a challenge for your marriage. Mm. And that month, right after I had done this, the challenge for that month was called choose to lose, which, so it's part of that. And they, they say that that is this challenge, which is essentially everything that we just said Mm -hmm. is derived from that book. That's called love dare, uh, that came out several years ago and was attached to a movie Mm -hmm. and all that, but just kind of saying these exact same things. So it could be something, you know, maybe a purchase that your partner wants to make that you can afford, but you've been hesitant. You've not wanted to pull the trigger. It could be, you know, a thing that they're wanting to do, uh, an experience they want to have, but you've been uh, not really into right. that. Right, so not always a habit, but could just right. be Right, it's not a always a habit purchase. to break or yes. a thing that you need to give up. Saying yes it could just to something. Be, and in the, their words, choosing to lose. Like where mm-hmm. you, And they say, go to your partner and say, look, I've been putting myself first in this, but I want to change that and I want to put you first. Mm-hmm. So cool. Right, and like chances are... And not a trade, not a bargain. It emphasizes that too. Oh, gotcha. Right. Um, And like, we want obviously to give you a marriage hack that's simple, something that you can implement in your life this week, even or today. So that's like kind of the little thing. Take this little hack and go home today or while you're traveling or whenever it is, and just think about those different things and what, what that would be for you. And honestly... I mean, I'm guessing in most marriages, it's not going to take too long to figure right. it out, right? Like you <laughs> right. don't have to you don't have to mull this over for a week and say, right. oh, what is it that my wife would really like for me to give up, right? Like you know what it is. Yes, like the minute you pick your phone up and scroll through something, or the minute you yes do it, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna pop in your head after you listen to our podcast now. So yeah, so definitely, um, and chances are, like when you find that thing and you ask yourself that question, kind of to what Rob was talking about a minute ago, is shifting and thinking is. Um, not why do I need to give this up? It's not really hurting me, but what does this thing benefit me? And probably the answer will be nothing. So, so anyway, think about those things. Um, and you know, what if you do it or you give that up or you start that new thing or you give that permission? Um, you know, you may end up where you love that thing or you like it, or just that it makes your partner's year. And in return, you're going to be rewarded and your marriage is just going to be that much more meaningful and positive. Right. And that's that's where you can kind of compare that. Not just this thing, mm-hmm. you know, what is not doing it or doing it benefit me, right. but what is giving this gift to my spouse mean? Mean. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. compare that, the benefit it of that. says I love you. Right. All right. Well, we're not finished talking about gifts. <laughs> There's more to come. In our next episode, we will continue the series we started today on giving meaning to your marriage. 
we'll share with you a gift-giving guide that we've been working on and one word that can stop an argument from Mm -hmm. spiraling out of control. That's right, just one word. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with the people that you love. (laughs) Talk about it with them. Use these things that we're talking about as conversation starters. You can also go to sparktoflame.com to read some of our previous blog posts. Right, and there's a link um, to some of Rob's YouTube videos, and there are three ways you can stay connected to us through the website. So first, you can subscribe. That essentially gives us your email address, so when new things do come up and come out, we can send you news and newsletters that way. The second is the Contact Us page. You can click on that and send us a message. Maybe you've got an idea for the show, a question about marriage, a question for Cassie or I, Maybe some feedback on how you think this podcast could be better. Whatever. We would love to hear from you. Right. And last but not least, you can go to sparktoflame.com slash support and click an option to support this show financially. So we've already made some minor investments in some equipment and website fees, and we'd love to be able to grow just the quality of the show and its reach. But all of that takes money. So we'd appreciate your support so much. And if you do support us, you'll get more than the mere satisfaction of supporting better marriages in this cold dark world <laughs> no, you'll be rewarded from us that's right subscribers will get exclusive access to show transcripts pdf worksheets book summaries and special edition shows so really an investment spark to flame is a help to us more so it'll be a help to you that's in your marriage that's right ah marriage is wonderful but two people coexisting, getting along, all that can be hard enough. None of us live in a vacuum, though. So we all have to deal with some combination of neighbors, friends, kids, and extended family. This is a season in which family gatherings abound. And for many, that brings joy and laughter and cheer and thanksgiving. But it also can bring fear, dread, stress, tears. So, Rob, help us. (laughs) All right, what can we do Uh, to be better at dealing with the stressful family situations this year, just so we can have more laughs and less of the tears. All right, I've got a list. All right. A list of suggestions that will all conveniently begin with the letter P. Oh, I see that. I'm not sure why that's convenient, but (laughs) (laughs) to remember them. (laughs) And we, uh, I won't try to take too long on any of them. There are two in particular that I'm a little bit more passionate about, so I'll highlight those more, but... Right, and I've got your list. So here's your list. It is give perspective, give yourself a plan, give power, give permission, and give priority to your spouse. So what do you mean, we'll go with the first one, by give perspective? Right, give perspective and actually, well, uh, give perspective and get perspective. So you're going to get perspective first. Step outside of the situation, right? You got to get perspective why are you, why is this a stressful situation? Why are you getting stressed? Mm. What if you were not a part of this particular family system? If you could kind of remove yourself and kind of look f- as an outsider's point of view and s- see or judge the things that you're struggling with, right? So that's going to mm. give you a little bit of uh, that, I mean, perspective. That's what we're talking about, right? And then once you get that, you can share that. You should give that perspective to your spouse because we're talking in the marriage context, Okay, in some kind of conversation. So what does that look like? All right. Well, so I'll give you a personal example. For me, certain parts of the holiday gatherings are stressful. But if I can step out and get perspective, I can identify that it's not actually about any particular person or any groups of people. 
for me, it's just the group in general, right? Because <laughs> the introvert, in right? I'm an introvert, right. and that means that I, uh, when I'm with larger groups of cr- and people, and my family's large, very large, yeah. Like our Thanksgiving dinner is going to have like sixty to eighty people at it, uh, so I can handle that mm-hmm. for an hour or two. <laughs> but past that, I'm I'm looking for a place to retreat, right? So when I get to that fifth or sixth hour, or even when I'm in the third hour, and I thinking about that. and I know that the fifth and sixth hour and seventh hour and eighth hour are right. inevitable, then that starts to stress me out. Right. So yeah. I get that perspective. Hey, I don't hate your family. I don't dislike meeting together with them and eating with them, but it's just mm-hmm. that big of a crowd for that long. I need I need relief. That's right. And if you're waiting till you're in the middle of that situation. You might not notice that trigger, and then I might take offense to how you say it to me because it's my family. Um, so yeah, so the yeah. perspective it helps me and giving and and it helps us, right? Right. Then it allows us to go into the next P, which is give herself a plan. Okay. Yes. Which you know that makes sense because knowing the times or situations or people that are problematic gives us a chance to plan around them, right? To give us the best chance at everyone being happy. We've got that plan. So maybe no plan that we could create would be foolproof, (laughs) but a flexible plan is going to be a lot better than not having any plan and just hoping that things will be different. Yes. (laughs) The next P, though, we'll go on, is to give yourself power. So that one is a little less self-explanatory to me. Can you flesh that out just a little? Yeah. And this is one of the ones that I've got circled on my list. Um, Okay. I just, it's one of these two things that I think this thing is going to make a huge difference. Um, it's a truth. Like you need to listen to this. It applies to more than just holiday stress or family issues. And it is this, you have power over your emotions, right? Over your own emotions. You do. Mm. You have the power and the control. Please do not give it away. This is true. You do tell me this and you remind our kids this often. So, and I have really... I've really appreciated that. So so give some examples what you mean and just kind of what that looks like. Right. It means that your mother or your brother or your cousin or your uncle or that rascally dog or the nosy neighbor, <laughs> none of those people or, or animals, none of them can make you anything, right? They can't make you mad or upset or sad or anything like that. They don't have that power. We... We trick ourselves because we say that. We use those words. We say, oh, you make me so mad or they made me so angry. He but, says we nicely. I say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a lie. That is a lie that you're telling yourself because I am the only person who can make myself mad. Right? Like You can do everything in the world. You can say mm-hmm. terrible things to me. You can do very mean things to me. I have the choice if I'm going to let that make me angry or not, Mm. right? Like that is my power. And so that is a thing that we often forget, especially when we're kind of entrenched in these relationships that might not be the healthiest, Mm -hmm. is we give that power away too often. That is your power. Give yourself the power this holiday season and, and make up your mind before you go into the situations. Like my happiness, I own that. Mm -hmm. My anger, I own that, right? Like that is my power. I'm not going to let anybody steal it from me. It just sounds so easy, but easier said than done, right? Well, I mean, there definitely when you get emotional, when you're in that thing and the person says or does the thing yes. that is maybe that button and they know they're pushing it and you know they're pushing it on purpose, you know, and you just feel that. <laughs> and I'm a lack of sleep because I'm not in my own bed. Sure. So you've got all those traveling. things going on in the heat of it. Yeah. Um, 
you're you might just react. Like it's not it's not foolproof again, but right. that's why it's so important. Like as you're preparing now ahead to, of time, yes. Right. To be brain. thinking about that that's and true. think about that mindset. Because even you can play that through I your got head. The power. I know that this person's <laughs> gonna do this. I know that this person's gonna say right. that. And it's like, but I'm not gonna let that get to me. Like I am gonna own this. I'm gonna have the power. It's true. I like it. It's great. All right. So the next one. I've got the power. <laughs> I already sang that. You're Did late. You? Oh. <laughs> you were talking. You we need right. to do it in unison, maybe. <laughs> you ready? I've got the oh. power. Oh, come on. All right. All right. I've got the- <laughs> oh. All right. Let's keep going. We got to ah, we'll work right, on our right, timing. Right. The next P. Is this the last one? I can't remember. I actually do love this one. There's two more. We've recently talked about this one quite a bit. So permission. Yeah. Give permission. Uh, give yourself permission. I'm not advocating for being super selfish this holiday season, but right. uh, season. Uh, sometimes the people who are the ones that get the most stressed out and are having the most problems are the ones who are bending over backwards to try to please everybody else, right? And then that's what gets so frustrating because you're trying to be someone that you're not, you're trying to do things that you're not really great at or equipped for, and then your your happiness is based on everybody else's reaction or what you think it might be. And mm-hmm. it just creates a lot of problems. So when you, when I'm saying give yourself permission, give yourself permission to not have to be that to everybody, right? Permit yourself to be a little selfish here and there to give yourself room to breathe. Permission to vent, to take a time <laughs> out, to go for a walk, to scream in a pillow, like whatever it is that you need to do to keep your yeah. sanity, give yourself permission. Which is like... I'm getting all hyped up yeah. now. I love this. I love you and you like this. Honey. All right. And that actually is, I'm thinking of something specific, but basically for you uh, in our relationship, I know you and you felt that you had to be very social or people would think poorly of you, like with my family. So I remember one day in Birmingham, you found a back room full of men, my cousins and my uncles watching football and not even talking to each other. And I'm I think you realize that you were allowed to hide away and not be a social butterfly and my sta- my family would still love you. Yeah. And it, even with that, like even knowing that, it's still a struggle for me. And so kind of taking this give give yourself permission mm. to the next level, that that means it's also giving your spouse permission, right? Because like for I, I, that's one thing for me to be like, all right, yeah, I know the guys are hanging out in the back and they're not talking to each other and they're just watching football and that sounds so great to me, but there's still like, it's hard to give yourself permission, right? Oh, I like that. I so like that. if, if yeah. I've got you, that's like where you kind of know, okay, Rob's been, he's been playing the game. Yes, he's been then I can chatting go it up for an hour. And say, you hey, just kind of give me a nudge. You should just go back and hang with my uncles yeah. and watch football. Why don't you take the dog for a walk? That's Why right. don't you get out of here take for a couple minutes? Take the kids home for a nap. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. That is very helpful. I like that. All right. And that filters right into the last P. Oh, this is the last one. And that's dealing with, for last P for dealing with family holiday stress. And that is give your spouse priority. Oh, this one's good too. Give your spouse priority. This is the other one I, I get fired up about. Put your spouse first. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Most of us said in some kind of marital vow, something like, and forsaking all others, right? You looked your bride or your groom in the eye and you said, and forsaking all others. And then we get to the holiday gathering and we forsake our spouse Mm -hmm. in favor of 
our fam our other family members. And what is it that stresses people out in these situations? It's that you're in the stressful situation and you feel like your spouse is not mm-hmm. supporting you. Mm-hmm. Like the one person that should have your back, the one person that should be vouching for you, that should be speaking up for you, that should be defending you. And, Tell it. And they're not doing what they're <laughs> supposed to do. So prioritize, Bridget. give your spouse, prioritize. So when it comes down, if it comes down to it and it comes down to between my wife and my mother, I got to choose Cassie every time. Aww. If it comes between my wife and my or my sister and my dad or my grandmother or whatever, prioritize your spouse. Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, who would you rather have mad at you? Your Definitely mom, your mom, or your wife? <laughs> Not me. But that's an important question because there's some people that are listening to this right. that are like, "Oh, yeah. ooh, you do not know my mom." Well, you know what? That's a huge problem because if your answer is, "I don't want," I w- I would rather have my spouse mad at me than my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a call. We'll do some marriage counseling because that is, that's right. you can you are not going to get far in your marriage with that kind of attitude. And mm-hmm. and I guarantee you, your spouse knows that and they hate it. Yes, they or hate it that you keep opposite. putting your family first before well, them. If you also go that extra bound and take up for your spouse or defend them, I get my heart is. That is, which I'm sure he needs to simmer down a little bit for his, his health's sake here. But if if you go that extra step and not just, you know, uh, pick them, but you also defend or stand up or go out of your way for them, man, that's just cha-ching, money in the love bank. And right. we'll talk about love bank. Right. That's a good one. And and this is, and this kind of comes, this Score circles points. back to what we started with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing this. And we believe that marriage is a gift from God. And way back in Genesis, it says, and for that reason, a man will leave his mother and father and cling to his wife, right? And so Mm -hmm. that's your family. That's your family. Your husband, that's your family. Mm -hmm. Your wife, that's your family. You you have left those other people and you are clinging to something new. Man, you need to act like it. Like that's your your person. I love it when you get fired up about this stuff. All right, baby. Uh, all right, that's why we're doing this. The marriage uh, marriage is just such a wonderful gift, and we want you to get the most out of it. We are definitely, obviously, passionate about marriage. So thanks for tuning in today. We're going to end this. Uh, this is Spark to Flame, and that is our hope, that something you heard in this show can provide a little light or a little fire for your relationship, and that God will take it and multiply it, and that spark will turn into a flame. Okay. Ready? One more time. All right. One, two, three. I've got the power!